0: Ms. Goddard, if you would mind to say your name, could you spell it for me, please? Miranda Goddard, M-I-R-A-N-D-A, G-O-D-D-A-R-D. And, Miranda, how old are you? Twenty-six. And uh, do you know, or did you know Jimmy Shelton? Yes. How long have, have, had you known Jimmy Shelton when he died? About 15 years. Can you pull your
1: chair up just a little bit? About 15 years. Yes, ma'am. What was his relationship to you?
0: He was my mother's
1: boyfriend, kind yeah. of like a stepdad. Had he lived in the same house with your mom for that whole 15 years? Yeah. Okay. What did he do for a living? He worked at Costco. Okay. Did you know the defendant? Do you know the defendant in this case, Sean Patrick Foley? Yes. How do you know Sean Foley?
0: He was my boyfriend.
1: Um, when did you all? become exclusive in terms of uh, your boyfriend-girlfriend relationship. Do you remember? It was in June, I think, June 26th uh, of 2018. Yes. Um, and what uh, what kind of work was it that the defendant was doing at the time Jimmy Shelton was shot and killed?
0: He wasn't currently working.
1: Um, where was he living? I'm Uh In
0: Gatlinburg. Um, when everything happened, he we was staying at my mom's house.
1: Oh. Uh, who all was staying at your mom's house at that point in time? Uh,
0: my mom, Jimmy, my sister, uh, our children.
1: Your your children, meaning you and your sister's children? Yes. yes. And uh, how old was uh, was your daughter at that time, she, your oldest she one? She was
0: three, going to be four.
1: Okay. And how about, Marissa's your sister, right? Yes, ma'am. And how old was Marissa's daughter at that time? She was four. So um, it was you, um, the defendant, Jimmy, your mom, Dawn, Marissa, and then your two kids, or yours and Marissa's kids? Yes. And that was at 808 Beaver Drive? Yes. Um, Now, at that time, what kind of a car was it that the defendant was driving?
0: Uh, I think, yeah, an
1: Integra. Not Mm -hmm. real good at cars. Well, that's okay. Was it working? Not at that point. How was he getting from place to place? Um, my sister,
0: I think. Okay.
1: So, um, ha- were you working at that time? I was. Where were you working then? I was working at a pizzeria uh, in Gatlinburg. Okay. And you've had other other jobs? Yes. Can you tell us about some of the other jobs you've had? Um one of them was at Claire's, right?
0: Yeah, yeah, I used to work at Claire's. I've worked at Little Caesars. Um, I worked in a nursing home. I currently work at Agape, and it's a rehabilitation center for mentally ill men. Okay.
1: Did you ever do any kind of jobs related to sex or get any money related to sex?
0: Uh, yeah, I used to be a dancer. Um, I've sold adult content
1: made videos before. Okay, Were any of those videos involved Mr. Foley?
0: Yes, we have made videos together that we sold.
1: Were those uh, videos, the the adult content videos, they were sexual in nature? Yes. Did uh, Mr. Foley know about the work you had been doing, doing the sexually related work? Yes. So, on the particular night, back on August the 28th of 2018, uh, where, where were you before you ended up at the house?
0: I was in jail.
1: Okay. And who came and got you out of jail? Do you remember?
0: My sister and Sean picked me up. Where did y'all go? We went from the jail to get to full-service barbecue to get some food, and then we went to the liquor store, and then we went to my mom's house.
1: How long had you been in? Was it about 10 days you'd been in jail? Yes. Where,
0: um,
1: where had Sean been staying while you were in jail?
0: Uh, from what I knew he was staying with uh, my mom and with his ex-fiance. Uh,
1: now, um, once you all had gone to full service barbecue, you, where did you stop before you got, you stopped somewhere before you got to your mom's? Yeah, we went to the liquor store and oh, got vodka. Okay. Right? And so, do you remember what time it was when you all got to your mom's that night? I
0: don't remember exactly what time, no.
1: Uh. Now, who was, so when you got to the house, who all was at the house that night?
0: Uh, When we got there, my brother was there, his girlfriend, uh, my sister, uh, my daughter, her daughter, my mom, Jimmy, and then, of course, Sean and myself. Okay.
1: What was everybody doing at this point in time?
0: We were just kind of hanging out at the house.
1: Okay. Was, Was anybody drinking
0: alcohol? I was, um, Jimmy was, Sean had a couple of shots. My sister was pregnant, so she couldn't drink, and I don't remember if my brother was drinking.
1: So after y'all have been there and been hanging out for a while, eventually, do you remember who went to bed first? No, I wasn't paying attention. All right. At some point, is are the only people that are still up, like you and, and um, the defendant and Jimmy? Yes. Where are you all hanging out at that point in time? Do you remember... We were on the back porch.
0: I know at one point we were in the man cave, but I don't actually remember being in there. Okay.
1: So y'all are hanging out on the back porch. Do you know what time that is?
0: Mm, Not really. I know it was really late at night.
1: Now, had you and the defendant, uh, Mr. Foley, had you all had any kind of a conversation about uh, some kind of a deal you might be going to work out with with the victim, Mr. Jimmy Sheldon? No. Okay. Now... What was everybody drinking? I was
0: drinking vodka. Um, Sean had only had a couple of shots of vodka that I was aware of.
1: Jimmy was drinking
0: Southern Comfort with tea.
1: On this particular night, um, did you see Jimmy with any kind of a weapon?
0: Mm -mm. No, I don't remember seeing him with a weapon.
1: When you all were on the back porch, was there any weapons on the back porch at that time?
0: Not that I was aware of.
1: Now, when at some point the... um, the defendant goes inside. Why did the defendant go inside this night? I had asked him to get me a shot of vodka. Did he
0: go to do that? That's what I thought, yeah. Okay. Was he gone? How long was he gone? It, I didn't think he was gone that long. Okay. What happened while he was gone? I know now that he was recording the okay. conversation. What's happening on the back porch while he's gone? Me and Jimmy were talking. I was asking him what were, what why he did the things that he did in the past, and it just escalated from there. Okay. When you say it escalated from there, what, what do you mean? The proposition means t- in order to get a car.
1: Okay. Were you a willing participant in that conversation? Yes. Was there anything about that conversation that was forced by the, by the uh, by Mr. Jimmy Shelton? No. Did he ever force himself on you? No. Um, now what was the deal that you all were working out?
0: He was trying to look at me and maybe touch me or have me get with some friends and like record stuff so that he could see it or him record it himself. I don't really remember all the details of the conversation. Okay. So at some point, do you remember whether your pants were down during this evening? Yes, I know. When Sean walked out, my pants were down. Can
1: you tell us about what happened when Sean walked out?
0: Uh, I pulled my pants up, and Jimmy stood up, and that's when Sean started yelling at Jimmy. Did Jimmy ever tackle Sean? I didn't see it happen. Okay.
1: What caused the defendant to shoot Jimmy Shelton?
0: I'm not sure.
1: Have you have you heard the video or the audio recording, Miss Goddard, of what happened? Yes, I have. Did did, did, it, did hearing that audio
0: recording make any difference to your memory of, of the incident? Not really. I just know more about what happened because of hearing it. You hear yourself on that audio recording? Yes. Do you know what you're saying? Not really. I mean, like I know what we were talking about, obviously, because it's being said, but. I don't really remember having the conversation that well.
1: The uh, the contact, the consensual, is the contact between you and Jimmy Shelton consensual that night? Yes. Was that meant to be the contact that was going to get you the car? Yes. Okay. How much is the car worth? I don't know. Uh, we
0: hadn't furthered any discussion. Do you know what kind of car it was going to be? No.
1: Do you know if he had made any arrangements to get you the car already? I found out later, yes. He had made arrangements to get you the car? Yeah, before having
0: the, discussing any proposition with me.
2: You called Jimmy your stepdad? Yes. Is that how you thought of it?
0: He was a father figure in my life.
2: Um, is he the only father figure you had in your life? Yeah. Um, did Mr. Shelton ever touch you sexually without your consent? Yes. And was that? When I was a child. How old were
0: you? Between 12 and
2: 19. Okay. And... It, for some reason, it stopped when you were 19.
0: It No, but it was different.
2: Why was it different?
0: Because we made arrangements. you that, made deals.
2: That's when he started paying you for it?
0: Yeah, in one way
2: or another. Um, that, did those deals happen when you were sober and of your right mind?
0: Yes. Okay.
2: They did. They happen when you were drinking.
0: Sometimes, yeah. How often do you drink? Uh, a couple times a week now. Okay.
2: On the evening of the twenty seventh of August last year, and the morning of the twenty eighth, during this incident, were you drinking then? Yes. How much did you have
3: to drink? Probably two-thirds of a bottle of vodka. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. Will you state your name for the record, please? Dawn McGinnis. Do you care to spell your last name for me?
0: M-C-G-I-N-N-I-S.
3: And, Ms. McGinnis, uh, where do you live?
0: Eight hundred eight Beaver Drive in Maryville.
3: And uh, what was your relationship to uh, the victim, Mr. Shelton?
0: Uh, Fiancé slash partner.
3: How long had you all been together?
0: Seventeen years.
3: And what is uh what is your relationship to Miranda Goddard? She's
0: my oldest daughter.
3: Uh, Miss McGinnis, if I can show you what's previously been in her as Exhibit Number Four, do you uh do you recognize that photograph? Yes, sir. What is that a photograph of? It's
0: a photograph of our home.
3: And that uh, you say our home? Who owned that home? And Jimmy
0: Shelton
3: and me. And um, who all who all lived there with you?
0: Um, Our youngest, Marissa McGinnis, we stay there uh, a few days a week, and it was me and Jimmy.
3: And on August 28th, who all was staying at the residence? August Um, 28th 2018,
0: excuse me. uh, Jimmy and I, uh, Marissa and McKenzie and Ember, and Miranda and Sean.
3: You say Sean. Do you know the defendant, Sean Foley? Yes, sir. Is he in the courtroom here today? Yes. Could you please identify him?
0: Um, he's sitting at the table on my right on the center. How, uh,
3: how long had Sean been staying at your and Jimmy's house prior to the shooting?
0: Um, he showed up, um, and it was Thursday evening but Friday morning, like about 1, uh, 1.30 in the morning.
3: About 1 o'clock in the morning on a Friday? Yes. And the shooting was on a Tuesday morning, is that correct? Correct. Okay. How did he come to stay there?
0: Um, he texted me to see if he could come stay at our house until Miranda got out of jail because he had told her that he wanted to be there for her when she got out.
3: Had he stayed there before?
0: Yes, he stayed there uh, before, you know, previously on other nights when we've had different things.
3: Did you know uh, Mr. Foley had a gun at the house when he was there?
0: No, I did not.
3: Would that have caused you any concern?
0: It would have just because we always look up all of ours. Um, Jimmy had a safe, and his dad always went in it every night. So we wouldn't want that put up. where kids couldn't get to it.
3: Uh, you said uh, Miranda, your daughter, got out of jail that Monday, correct? Correct. Who who, who bonded her out of jail?
0: Um, he's our next-door neighbor. His name is Brandon. I'm not exactly sure what bonds company he works for.
3: And who who paid the bondsman?
0: Uh, Jimmy agreed to, and then, of course, he couldn't, and so I had to.
3: Had you uh, had you discussed with Mr. Shelton, Sean, and Miranda staying there after she got out of jail?
0: Uh, just to she got out of jail, um, and just to stay that evening. Um, after that,
3: did Miranda have any children? Did you have any grandchildren from Miranda? Yes. Where were they staying?
0: Uh, Amber we was staying at our house that weekend too.
3: How long had you known Mr. Foley prior to the shooting?
0: Um, the beginning of the year. He went on a family vacation with us.
3: Where was that to?
0: The wilderness and the Smokies.
3: Okay. Uh, you said that was the beginning of 2018? I think it was like February or the first of March. So would you say he was around your family a lot or was it frequent? Or
0: He was around our family frequently, yes.
3: Did, you, did he have any children that you had met? Yes. Raven. Raven. How old was she? Uh,
0: she was three. She turned four
3: at hey. home. Okay. At your home? Yes. Had she stayed at your home before? Yes. Was that frequent? or?
0: I mean, whenever Sean was there and she was with him, yeah, they stayed at the house.
3: So, and I guess, did Sean seem okay with his daughter staying there?
0: Yeah, he even asked um, for her to stay in our bedroom one night.
3: Let me ask you, prior to the shooting, had had you and Jimmy made any arrangements to get Miranda a vehicle?
0: Um, We had briefly discussed it. Um, he had a Discover card, and so he said, "You know, I can get her a car on that, and she can just make the payments all on the Discover card every month."
3: Okay, so he was going to buy her a car. Yes, sir. <sighs> Monday evening, that night after Miranda got out of jail and got to your house, what was what was everyone doing?
0: Um, they came in, um, and then Brandon came over. Um, they kind of, you know, Jimmy came home, so everybody was there in the home. Um, and then I needed to go to bed because uh, I was on call. And so when I went to sleep, uh, Brandon and Jimmy and Miranda and Sean were all at the table. The girls, Ember uh, and Kenzie, were already asleep. Um, and then Risa was running out because she was still pregnant at the time to get a coffee craving that she had and some ice.
3: You said you were on call. What do you do for a living, ma'am?
0: I'm a funeral director. Where is that at? Premation option.
3: Do you know what time it was that you... Uh well, you said you said your youngest daughter Marissa was pregnant. Yes. How how far along was she?
0: Um, I think she was 37 and a half weeks.
3: <laughs> do you know what time it was when you when you went to bed initially?
0: Um, it was about eleven o'clock.
3: Um, and did you have what did you have plans the next morning? What were you going to do the next morning?
0: Uh, we had to get up the next morning and get the girls ready because Marissa uh, needed to drop Kinsey off at Head Start and meet Ember's dad to drop her off with Ember, and Jimmy had to be a, a morning shift at Costco.
3: Now, you say Marissa had left uh, when you went to bed, but who all was still up in the house when you went to bed initially? Uh,
0: When I went to bed the first time, uh, Jimmy, Brandon, Miranda,
3: and Sean. And what were they doing?
0: Um, They were sitting at the dining room table going over um, the the line paperwork and everything.
3: And did you do anything before you went to bed?
0: I gave Jimmy a kiss and a hug, and he said he'd be in later. And, you know, I said, you know, I'm sorry, Brandon, but I am on call for it, to be rude.
3: Now, did you uh, have occasion to get out of bed that night before the shooting? Yes, sir. Okay About what time was that?
0: Um, it was about 12.31
3: o'clock. All right. And uh, why why did you get out of bed? Uh,
0: Jimmy wasn't in bed, and I knew that he had asked me to remind him that he had to work the morning shift. He had switched shifts, so it wasn't originally a shift he was going to work. So I got up, and I reminded him he was sitting at the dining room table, and I reminded him, and um, I said, Honey you got to be up in the morning, work on morning shift. Um, and at that time, Miranda came running out, um, hugging me sat and sat "Love left Mom. And she just had a shower and everything. Um, and so her and Sean and Jimmy um, were there um, in the dining room kitchen area.
3: And when was the when was the next time you saw Jimmy after that?
0: Um, he came in about five minutes after that. And he kissed me and told me that he loved me. He'd be in it just a little bit.
3: Did you get out of bed a second time later, later that night? Yes, sir. About what time was that?
0: Um, it was about 3,
3: 3.30. And can I show you, I'm sorry, um, what was going on around 3,
0: 3.30? Um, Jimmy still wasn't in the bed, um, so I got up, and when I went out into the kitchen, no one was in the house. Um, and so it was stood on the back deck, and I could hear um, them in the man cave. And I don't know if they were listening to music or watching TV, um, but they were all in there, and it sounded like they were having a good time. So uh you know, I knew Jimmy would be on in, and so I went back in.
3: And when was the uh, the next time you woke up?
0: When I heard gunshots.
3: You know, you know what time that was.
0: Um, at the time, I didn't, um, but later on, I knew it. it was, you know, six
3: o'clock in the morning. And what did what did you? do or think when you heard gunshots? Um, at first I was upset because
0: I thought that Jimmy was shooting at our barrel in our yard. And I was going to get on to him because, you know, I didn't know what time it was. So I, I just, I got to flip that's what they were doing.
3: So what did you, what did you do? Did you go anywhere after you heard the shots? I got straight up and
0: um, I went out our back door and I said, what's going on here? And that's when I saw him.
3: On the back deck. If I uh, can show you what's previously been admitted as Exhibit uh, 15, when you went out on the back deck, is uh, does that appear familiar? Yes. Is that, is that where Jimmy was located? Yes, sir. Where, uh, where was Miranda? Could you see Miranda when you went out on the back deck?
0: Um, she was in front of my outside bedroom door, curled up in a ball between a table and the
3: grill she doing anything?
0: She was just falling and saying, you know, no, no.
3: Did you see Sean? Yes. Uh, where was Sean?
0: He was on the end of the deck.
3: I can show you what's previously been admitted as 14. So which door did you come out initially?
0: Um, I came out this door right here.
3: Okay, and... uh I know we have a general idea, but where was Jimmy located on the deck when you came out? Right here. And where was Miranda? Right here. And where was uh, where was the defendant? Right here. And what was uh, what was the defendant doing?
0: Um, he had a phone to his ear and he had the gun in his other hand.
3: You know, do you remember which hand was which?
0: Probably uh, this hand
3: and, and gun in this hand. So when you saw. Uh, Jimmy lying there, what did you do?
0: Yeah, I went over and I tried to get a pulse, and I laid my hand on him to see if he was breathing, and I, and I couldn't get a pulse, and I couldn't tell that he was breathing.
3: Could you see any visible injuries on Jimmy? Yes. What did you see?
0: And he had been shot, but there just wasn't a lot of blood.
3: Could you hear, uh, the defendant saying anything? When he was over there?
0: Um, he was <coughs> calling on the phone that, uh, he was molesting Miranda. Um, and I remember just going over and kind of screaming at him, it doesn't matter what a person's doing, you don't have the right to kill him. Because I thought that Jimmy was dead at this time. Um, I didn't know he was on the phone with 911. I just knew that he had the phone to his ear.
3: Did you, uh, did you do anything to render any aid to Jimmy?
0: <laughs> yeah, um, I asked why nobody was calling 911, and I, I went back in my house to our bedroom and got my phone, and I came back out, and I couldn't get 911 on the phone because there was blood on my hands,
3: so Melissa took it from me and, and got 911 on the phone. And um, what did 911 tell you to do as far as aiding, Jimmy?
0: Um, uh, they said to do CPR, and at that moment I had forgot until she said to put the hilt of my hand, and then it all came back, and we started feeling compressions, and Melissa started breathing for you.
3: And did your uh, attempts to administer CPR have any uh, effect on Jimmy? No.
0: Did
3: you see Jimmy do anything?
0: Um, Before I went back in the house to get my phone, he turned his head and he looked at me. And then he took his last
3: breath. Let me ask you, in, um, in performing CPR on Jimmy, did you have to move his body at all?
0: Yes, I resembled him moreover. On the porch, um, one of his legs was up, and so she flattened his leg, and then we just kind of had to scoot his head over a little bit, so we could make sure that he was in the proper position when we were breathing.
3: Okay. What uh, what portion of CPR did you perform?
0: <laughs> the compressions.
3: And what did what did Marissa do?
0: She would breathe.
3: And it didn't have any effect when you did any breathing or anything?
0: No, all you could hear was the rattle.
3: What do you mean? The rattle?
0: Um, just his lungs were full of blood, so it just rattled every time she would breathe
3: for him. Eventually, did um uh, law enforcement and first responders arrive? Yes, sir. And what happened when they arrived?
0: Um, we had to since stop the CPR and be taken away from Jimmy. And. There were so many of them, I, I couldn't see Jimmy, but they separated Rissa and I. Rissa stayed on the porch, and I was off at the porch on the side.
3: You said Jimmy owned a handgun as well? Yes, sir. Do you know where that was at? It was in our safe, in the bedroom. Did you do anything with law enforcement in regards to confirming that?
0: Um, when one of the detectives had asked me, um, I took him into our bedroom, and I punched in the code, and it drops open, and Jimmy's gun was there.
3: I assume you gave a, a statement to law enforcement, is that correct? Yes, sir. Eventually, after all this uh, settles down, is the is the residence, is it released back to you? Yes, sir. And what did you do at that point in time once you got the, the home back?
0: Um, at that point, I kind of just started cleaning up. So um, I went to the third bedroom to start cleaning up.
3: Um, third bedroom. Who was staying in the third bedroom? Miranda and Sean. Um, well, let me ask you, on, on this photograph here. <laughs> Would you be able to see uh, any of the windows to the third bedroom? Yes, sir. Which which would um, that be? This
0: is the third bedroom window, and that's the third bedroom bathroom
3: window. Okay, so the room where Miranda and Sean were staying would have windows that overlook that porch? Yes, this one right here. Okay. When you were cleaning up uh, the third bedroom, did you notice anything unusual?
0: Um, we have a set of curtains um, that block the light out, and so they're always closed, and those happen to be open, and
3: the blinds were stuck open. Do you recognize what's previously been entered as exhibit number 13? Yes. And again, is this just a different uh, angle of the porch? Yeah. I'm going to clear this out for you. Yes, thank you. And again, uh, the window uh, into the third bedroom, is that located there? Yes, sir. All uh, right. I'm going to ask if, uh, I'm going to show you a zoomed-in photograph of that window. Does that appear to be that window? Yes, sir. And Mm -hmm. does that appear to show the blinds as you described them? Yes. Your right, that's just come in as the exhibit 80, please.
0: Any objection? No objection.
3: So when you looked at it, you could tell that I guess the blinds have been disturbed to some degree. Yes, sir. And the curtains were cracked. Yes. Let me ask you, um, I assume prior to... At any point that night, did you hear any sort of disturbances, commotions, anything like that? No. Did you ever hear anyone yelling for help or screaming for help? No, sir. Okay. I do, uh, if I can, I want to show you one more previously admitted example, just for clarification purposes. recognize this photograph
1: yes
3: sir we've heard the uh, the term man cave a couple times do you, do you see the man cave in this photograph yes,
0: I see the cave.
3: what can you circle it for us please Sorry. and where is the back porch can you see the back porch there in relation to that Here, yeah, right there okay all right thank you no further questions yes
2: miss mcginnis hi my name's is Aaron Hello. Um, ma'am, where were you at when the shooting occurred?
0: In my bedroom, in the bed.
2: About how far away from, um, from the door is your bed?
0: Um, the door to our bedroom um, is like at the end of this cabinet to where I am, okay. to our bed.
2: Okay, so you heard the gunshots, um, you went to the door, you opened the door.
0: Not our bedroom door, okay. I went out to the kitchen through the laundry room door.
2: Alright, so you went all the way around, you opened the door. And so when you come out that door, can you describe immediately what you or what you immediately saw?
0: I saw Jimmy on the ground, on the, on the deck.
2: Directly in front of you? Yes. Okay. And Miranda is down and to your right? Yeah. Okay, in that corner? Yes. Do you know how Miranda got there?
0: No, I just knew that's where she was when I opened the door.
2: Okay. When um, you stated that, that Jimmy's gun was in the safe. Yes, sir. And you, you keep the guns locked up in safes because there are children there, right? That's correct. Where were the other guns?
0: In the man cave.
2: They were not in safes.
0: Uh, not in
2: the main cave, no. Okay. Raven had her birthday party. Raven is Sean's daughter, <laughs> is that correct? Correct. Raven had her birthday party at your house. Correct. Is that correct? correct. Um, how many times had Raven stayed there?
0: Uh, two or three times, I think.
2: Okay. Um, and you, I guess you testified that Raven had stayed in your bedroom.
0: Sean had asked for Raven to stay in our bedroom, and I was not comfortable with that, and so I took the mattress off the top of bed and took it to Miranda and said that this is not okay. She needs to sleep in the same room with her dad.
2: Okay, and she, so Raven slept in? She ended up sleeping room, right? in that
0: third bedroom yeah. with Miranda and Sean.
2: Okay. Um, you testified that you and, uh, and Jimmy had discussed buying Miranda a vehicle. Yes, sir. Um, did you discuss how much you were going to spend on it?
0: Um, he had just said $2,000. He,
2: he had said $2,000? Yes,
0: sir.
2: Not discuss the type of vehicle?
0: No.
2: Not discuss a specific vehicle?
0: No.
2: Okay. Can you discuss the uh, financial situation that your family was going through right then? Uh, it,
0: we weren't really going through a financial situation. Okay.
2: Financially, everything was fine
0: in your house? Yes, sir.
2: You had the ability to buy the $2,000 car?
0: Yes, sir. Okay.
2: How long had Jimmy been, or how long had Jimmy molested Miranda?
0: I don't know, that he did. He never admitted that to me, and no one ever told me that he did. Okay.
2: Um, She never told you that she did? No. Did you ever speak to police officers about her being molested?
0: We were speaking to police officers. Um I do remember um DCS coming out to our home.
2: Okay. How many times did they come out?
0: Um I don't remember. Uh, I just know the last time was I think in two thousand and nine, I think. Okay. Um and- Why were they there? Um, my ex-mother-in-law had made accusations.
2: Just your ex-mother-in-law? Yes, sir. Okay. The school, nobody had any right in the summer.
0: Say again? It was during the summer.
2: Okay. Nobody at any of the schools had alleged?
0: No, not in 2009. I'm going to ask you to speak up. I'm
2: sorry. When did they... He said not in 2009. When did this, the teachers or counselors at the school allege? Your own respectfully, and I'm going to object at this point, I mean, we've gone through this, but this isn't a trial about
3: what happened in 2009 or allegations about 2009, so I don't really see the relevance at this point in time. Miranda Goddard mm-hmm. has testified as to what she says happened when they were younger. Um, she has testified... Jiggy has told her, what Miranda didn't tell her. I don't really see the relevance of going through all of what happened or may have alleged to have happened back in 2009.
2: Your response? My response is, it goes to the state of mind um, of each of the individuals involved
3: that night, including my clients. I'll
0: let you respond to that, General.
1: You
3: know, uh, first of all, I guess the question is what Sean Foley did. I guess you could ask her if she's ever told Sean Foley anything, if that's the state of mind of whatever, but how, what DCS people questioned her in 2009 is not going to have anything to do with the state of mind of
0: any of the parties here. I don't believe really exactly. Mr. Kimsey, at this time, given how you've already gone into this, I'm going to sustain the objection. It's It's not been linked to
2: trial today. Yes, ma'am, did you speak with and give a statement to Blunt County Sheriff's Officers and that regarding this case?
0: I, I'm not sure I understand. Uh, the detectives asked me questions when all of this happened.
2: Okay, this there was an interview. When was that interview?
0: Um, when they were at our home and then we came back on a Sunday.
2: Okay. Are you aware of whether that was recorded or not?
0: Yes, it was recorded. Okay.
2: Thank you. No, the, nothing further at this time.
0: No <laughs> Identify the
2: question by letter. This is question number I from the jury. Miss McGinnis, why did you go through the kitchen door and not the bedroom door?
0: Um, we never really used the bedroom door, then it goes out there. We just always used the back door to the laundry room. I don't know why. This is what we decided to do. Okay. May this witness be excused? Yes, subject to recall. <coughs> um, I'm sorry. I, I asked for subject to recall. All right. You are excused. I hope you still remain understanding? Okay. Thank you. All right. So next I call from Marissa Medina-Strom. Thank you. Swear to tell the truth,
1: the whole truth, and nothing but the truth. So help you, God. Yes. yes. Please, if you could put your chair and speak into the microphone. Thank you, okay. Miss McGinnis. Uh, would you care to state your name and could you spell your first and last name?
0: I'm um, Marissa McGinnis. M-A-R-I-S-S-A-M-C-G-I-N-N-I-S. Uh, um, how old are you, Miss McGinnis? 21. Do you know uh, Miranda Goddard? Yes. I know Miranda.
1: She's my sister. What about Dawn McGinnis? Uh, she's my mom. And did you know the victim in this case, Jimmy Shelton? Yes. How did you know uh, Mr. Shelton?
0: He was my stepdad. Have you been in your in your life for a long time? Uh, 17
1: years. Uh, did uh, Was Jimmy ever a violent person? No. Ever do any harm to you? No. What about the defendant in this case, Sean Foley? How do you know or do you know Sean Foley?
0: Uh, he was my
1: sister's boyfriend. How long had he been coming around, um, when, uh, Mr. Shelton was shot and killed?
0: Um, a few months.
1: Um, on the night of August the 28th of last year, well, let me ask you this. You have children? Uh, I have two. And how old are they? Um, one's about to be one, and I have a five-year-old daughter. And the one that's about to be one, were you pregnant with her back, I mean him? Him back on August the 28th of 2018? Yes. And uh, your older child, was she present at the house on August 28th of 2018? She was. Who else was in the home that night?
0: Um, my mom, Jimmy, Sean, Miranda,
1: Amber, which is my sister's. Had, had Sean been staying there for a little while? Uh, yeah, just a few days. Did he stay there fairly
0: frequently? Oh, um, whenever my sister stayed there. Did he ever stay with your grandmother? Um I think he had stayed a couple nights there with my sister.
3: And
1: how far is your grandmother's residence from uh, where Don and Jimmy were living at eight oh eight Bigwood Drive? Probably like seven minutes. Now on on this night, uh, when everybody was there at the house, at some point did you did you leave to go get coffee or something? Yeah. can you remember what time that was? Um, probably like nine ish you were very pregnant at that point in time, right? Yeah. Were you drinking any alcohol at all? Uh, No, I wasn't. Uh, What were Jimmy and uh, Miranda and Sean doing when you got back to the house that night?
0: Um, Jimmy was in the office playing a computer game, and then Miranda and Sean were in the bathroom. What were Miranda and Sean doing in the bathroom? Uh, They were taking a shower and having
1: sex. How do you know that? Uh, I could hear them. Um, and so, were you in the in the office there with with Mr. Shelton? Yeah, I'm going to show you what's been previously marked as Exhibit Eleven. Hopefully, do you? Oops, too far. Sorry. Well. okay all right i'll show you what's been previously marked as exhibit 11 miss mcginnis do you see uh the office where you and uh mr shelton were talking that night on that on that uh, diagram yes can you circle it there for us on the the screen okay in the bathroom where jim or excuse me where the defendant and miranda were is it also on there yes where is it now, um, could you tell us, on that particular diagram, marked as bedroom number one, who's sleeping in bedroom number one?
0: My daughter was.
1: Okay. Is that where you would eventually go to bed? Yes, ma'am. And then, who's um, there's a an area that's not marked off the big bathroom there on the back of the house. What is that? And if you need me to, I'll, I'll actually point out to you what I'm talking about. Oh, you're talking about this one? Right here. Yes. I yes. That is my mom's bedroom. That's your mom's bedroom? Yeah. Um, did she share that bedroom with Jimmy Shelton? Yes. Then who had been sleeping in bedroom number two? Uh, at the time, Miranda and Sean. And I know, I know Miranda's daughter was there that night, too. Yeah. Where was she sleeping? She was sleeping with my mom in her bedroom. Okay. And that's the one that's not marked? Yeah. All right. Um, so... At some point, did you go to bed? Do you remember what time that was?
0: Uh, around midnight.
1: Who all was still up when you went to bed? Um, Miranda, Shawna, and Jimmy. So, At some point, after, where were they when you went uh, to bed? They were all in the kitchen. Sitting around the kitchen table? Yeah. Like, What were they doing? Well, when I went to
0: bed, the um, bondsmen had come over and they were all still talking when I went to bed.
1: Okay. Any, any problems with anybody? Any arguments going on? No. Did you see any weapons at that time? No. So at some point, did you get awakened after you went to bed? Yes. Do you remember what time that was? Uh, six o'clock. In the morning? Yes. What, what caused you to wake up?
0: I heard three loud booms. What did you do when you heard those booms? Uh, I got up and went down the hallway and just tried to figure out what was going on, and then I went to the kitchen.
1: And the back door was open, and that's when I was seeing everything. The back door that was open, is that the back door that's located there in the laundry room? Yes. So when you say you saw everything, what did you see when you came out onto the porch? Uh, I saw Jimmy laying
0: there uh, with his head over the porch. And Sean was over to the side. My sister was somewhere in the
1: middle between all that. My mom was somewhere in the middle between that two. I'm going to show you what we've called Exhibit 14 and ask you, uh, Miss McGinnis, do you recognize that porch? Yes. Could you show us where, if you could circle there, where it was that you saw Jimmy? Did you need to move him when you went out onto the porch? Yes. What caused you to need to move him? Uh, to do CPR. Who was helping you with the CPR? My mother. What? Which part of the CPR were you doing? Uh, the breathing. And what was your mom doing?
0: Uh, the compressions.
1: Um, was, could you see where the defendant was? You said he was standing somewhere. Where was he standing?
0: Uh, he was standing
1: more over like here, but he was in the gravel part. So a little bit further off. Yeah. And if you keep going that way, what are you in front of? Uh, the man came. Okay. What was the defendant doing when you saw him out there? Uh, he was on the phone. And where? what was Miranda doing? Um, she was kind of just freaking out. Okay. Did you say anything to her? Uh, I had
0: asked her if she had anything done to her, and she said no.
1: Did the defendant try to help, come over and physically try to help Jimmy? No. <clears throat> Do you see the person who, did he have a gun in his hand when you saw him? Yes. Do you remember which hand he had it in? His left. Okay. Um. Do you see the person who had that gun in their hand in the courtroom today? Yes. Can you identify him, if you don't mind, Ms. McGinnis? Where's he sitting? I know you're pointing over here. Uh, he's sitting between those two. He's maybe. in the middle of this yeah. table. Thank you, Ms. McGinnis. They may have some questions. Mr. Kinsey. No questions. Mr. Mr. Kimsey. May this witness be excused.
2: Yes. You're excused. Thank, you. York, Thank you for your
0: Next witness.
3: State calls
0: Detective Shannon Carswell. Cardwell. Please bear the truth, the whole truth, and I can the truth
3: Can you state your name for the record please? Shannon Clonswell. And where are you employed? In the Blount County Sheriff's Office. And how long have you been employed there?
0: Uh, 23 years.
3: And what is your current position in the Blount County Sheriff's Office?
0: I'm a detective.
3: And how long have you been a detective?
0: Um, approximately, not, 20 years
3: now. 20 years? Yes, sir. Okay. And, uh, detective, have you received any, uh, training specific to the investigation of homicide cases?
0: Uh, yes, once I became a detective, um, I was sent to criminal uh, investigation school. Um, we have homicide, investigation training, sex abuse, child abuse, um, interview and interrogation schools.
3: And, Detective, I could please direct your attention to August the 28th of 2018, Um were you assigned to an investigation on that date? Yes, sir. Okay. Uh, can you just tell us about how all that sort of came about?
0: Um, that morning, at approximately six thirty in the morning, I received a call from dispatch, just requesting that I respond to AOA Drive in reference to a shooting.
3: Um, did you receive any specific assignments in reference to that shooting?
0: I did. On my way there, um, anytime we have a major case like a homicide. Um, there's a detective assigned as a lead detective, and then we have a secondary detective as well as a lead crime scene investigator and a secondary. So, uh, my supervisor advised me that I'll be the lead on it, and Detective Davis would be second.
3: What about the CSI investigators?
0: Um, I was told that it would be investigator Brian Talbot, and his second would be uh, Justice Fox.
3: Do you know what about what time it was that you arrived on scene?
0: Um, I arrived on scene about seven oh nine in the morning.
3: And what was what was going on when you arrived?
0: Well, when I arrived, there were still several patrolmen on scene. Investigator um, Talbot was already on scene. Detective Davis was on scene. Um, it was secured with crime scene tape, and um, they were waiting on my arrival.
3: Uh, so what? Uh, just in general, your process, you've been assigned to a, a lead detective in a case involving a death, a shooting. What is going to be your process when you get to a scene? What are you going to do?
0: Um, normally one of the first things once I arrive on scene, um, I talk to the responding deputies. Um, in this case, it was Deputy Craig Flanagan and Deputy Ryan Cook. They were my first officers on scene. So I spoke to them, found out what had been done, up to that point, um, which the scene was secured. There was a crime scene log that was being kept by um, Deputy Costner, I believe it was. And then I was advised that uh, the alleged suspect was in custody in one of the patrol cars, as well as a female witness.
3: Did you know who that female witness was? Miranda Goddard. Right. Did you do anything next as far as assessing the crime scene itself?
0: Um, I did. I originally... Just did a, um, a walkthrough of the crime scene um, to see,
3: um,
0: you know, what I had.
3: And did you uh, did you find what potentially could have been used in this shooting during that process?
0: I did. During my initial walkthrough, um, I observed a handgun in the mailbox there at 808. Um
3: Was there anything located in the roadway that was potential evidence?
0: There was a black phone that was located in in the roadway um, that Sean Boley had indicated during the 911 call that
3: was his. Were you able to locate the victim?
0: Yes, I continued on around to the back porch of the residence where I um, observed the victim laying on the back porch.
3: Did you observe any injuries to the victim?
0: I did. I saw what appeared to be four... Um, gunshot wounds to his chest area, upper torso.
3: Did you see any other evidence on the porch that might have been indicative of a shooting?
0: Um, yes, there, um, there was a garden hose that was pulled up there on the porch that there was a holster laying in the middle of. Um, above the victim's head, there was five casings on the porch. Um, we located another casing just off the porch, um, near the victim's head, and then another one was located next to the house.
3: Were you able to determine whether there were any other firearms potentially at all involved in this incident? Um, there was not. Um, who Do you know who owned the home there? Yes, Jimmy Shelton and Don And did you determine who all was present at the time of the shooting?
0: I did. Um, of course, Don and Jimmy Shelton were present as well as Sean Foley, um, Miranda Goddard, Miranda's sister, Mar- Marissa, and the two small children.
3: Now, I assume a, a lot of initial investigation involved asking questions, correct? Right. So how all did that work as far as, not any specifics, but as far as all the individuals there?
0: Um, Detective Davis and I originally, after we spoke to the uh, responding deputies, we uh, talked to Marissa McGinnis and Don McGinnis, who were there on scene. Um, just as an initial type interview.
3: What did you do regarding uh, the body, um, and what's your process when you have a a homicide, uh, or at least an alleged homicide, potential homicide, what are you going to do in regards to the body?
0: Um, Originally, of course, it's photographed before we do anything. um, And before I do anything, I contact the local medical examiner, which in this case was Dr. Benson. I contacted him at approximately eight oh three in the morning. Uh, we do that before we move the victim or collect any evidence off the victim. So I did that. Um, and then I did a closer inspection of the body.
3: Okay. Um, let me ask you, uh, is there any paperwork as far as transporting the victim or anything like that that you're going to have to execute?
0: Yes, yes. Um, an autopsy. A request for an autopsy order is
3: signed. What what all is involved in that?
0: Um, we fill out the paperwork and take it to the VA's office, and one of the attorney generals sign it, and then it's sent with the body to the forensic center.
3: Is there any notification made to the victim's family or? Yes, anything?
0: we notify the next of kin of the upcoming autopsy.
3: I assume after your initial conversations, you conduct a more formal interview process? Correct. Who all did you interview formally in relation to this? Not asking what they said, just who all did you interview? Um,
0: On that day, we responded to the office and we interviewed uh, Miranda Goddard. Uh, We attempted to interview Mr. Foley. And then later, we did a more formal interview with uh, Marissa McGinnis and Paul McGinnis.
3: You say you attempted to interview Mr. Foley, I assume... He declined? Correct. Okay. Right. You um. You mentioned something that was lying in the road, the cell phone. Correct. Correct. What did uh What did you do in regards to that cell phone to check it for potential evidence?
0: Um, the cell phone was collected as evidence. Um, I obtained a search warrant and once that search warrant was executed, the phone was downloaded. Okay.
3: And when you go through a phone that's been downloaded, what are you looking for?
0: Um, We look for call logs, text messages, um, videos,
3: um,
0: audio recordings.
3: And how many phones were were downloaded in relation to this?
0: Uh, There were two cell phones. The other phone was located in the man cave, and it was identified as Jimmy Shelton's
3: phone. Throughout the review of the phones, could you tell if Mr. Shelton and Mr. Foley, the defendant, had communicated at all in the moments, minutes, hours, days leading up to this?
0: Um, Yes, there were some text messages between Mr. Shelton and Mr. Foley.
3: And what was the nature of those text messages? Yes.
0: We're going to take a brief recess. Uh, Ladies and gentlemen of the jury, I'm going to send you back to the jury room at this time. Please adhere to all the court's admonitions. Do not have any discussions about this case, begin any deliberations. Do not consult any outside sources or do any independent research. Thank you all very much. All right. Please be seated.
2: Can't yes, your honor. I would object to the addition of the text messages on Mr. Schultz's um, phone. Judge, the basis of my objection is 404B. Um, I believe that the attorney general is attempting to use the text messages to show action and conformity, your honor. What, um, and the, I guess the nature of it is he's um, going to. I think the state is going to use those text messages to show that there was a relationship other than, um, well, a consistent relationship, meaning um, there was normal text messages between the two. They were friends,
3: family, which I believe is actually in conformity with a uh, character trait.
0: General?
3: Your Honor, in the state's position, I guess it's, it's pretty clear the whole as has been clear throughout opening and questioning of witnesses, the whole argument here is self-defense and that Mr. Foley was in fear for his life from Mr. Shelton, um, that he was worried about Mr. Shelton, whether it's being armed or attacking him or whatever. And the text message conversations, which are very, very benign, the state would just attempt to use that there was certainly no fear from Mr. Foley for, about Mr. Shelton. At any point in time leading up to it, there was no animosity, no arguments, just completely benign normal conversation, showing a normal, healthy relationship between individuals that the state intends to use to show that there was no reason for Mr. Foley to fear Mr. Shelton, that there was no, certainly no history between the two of them for them to fear one another. So that that is the proposed relevance the state is seeking to introduce those. And you're
0: seeking text messages from...
3: Both files. Yeah. So, and I guess to avoid jury out hearings, uh, multiple ones. So there are uh, there is a text extraction report regarding the text messages between Mr. Pulley and Mr. Shelton. Those can be found on both phones. Uh, I think I pulled these off of Mr. Shelton's phone, uh, but that can be found on both, show, uh, both phones. Then there's a text conversation between Mr. Shelton and Miss Goddard, um, which again is just very benign, um, showing that they had a completely normal on its face healthy relationship between Miranda Goddard and Jimmy Shelton that there was no fear, there was no worry for Miss Goddard or nothing of that nature regarding Mr. Shelton. And then eventually the state is likewise going to seek to introduce the text conversations between Mr. Foley and Miss Goddard, which the state would suggest are uh, less benign uh, and more um, troublesome or concerning as to the morality of their relationship at this time do
0: either of you object to because you three separate right. documents to the court doing an in-camera review um, of the content? I do not. No, Your Honor. Do you both characterize it? i you need to see it for myself. You don't object to an in-camera review. I do
3: not. Okay. Can I have those marked identification? Yes, Your Honor. The, uh, the text messages between Mr. Foley and Mr. Shelton, if we can have marked for ID as exhibited.
1: Um,
3: 81. Yeah. The text messages between Mr. Foley and Miss Goddard. And we could have more for ideas, Exhibit 82. Okay, so that's two. And the text messages. Please raise your hand Do, do you swear to tell the Martin truth, Martin the
0: whole Friday. truth, and, and nothing two. but the truth, but
1: Proceed, cool. speak
2: into the Thank you, you may proceed. Sean, can you state your name for the record, please? Um, Sean At this time, the court is
0: going to be conducting an review of exhibits 81 and 83 that marked for marked purposes court
2: will be in recess. Have you um, sent text messages to Jimmy Shell? Mr. Shell, I have fifteen Text messages you. to just on, on. I'm not sure how today. things are I'll be doing my best. Did you hear what the state said? about recess. Before August twenty eighth, your relationship with how was your relationship with Jimmy?
4: He was my at the time girlfriend stepdad, so kind of like a friend. Okay.
2: Normal? Yes. Sir, on August 27th, August 28th, there was an incident that occurred, wasn't there? Can you tell us what happened? Um, Start at the beginning, please. Uh,
4: Miranda had been um, arrested for a failure to appear, and uh, it was about 10 or 11 days until we got her bonded out. Um, she wanted me to be there when we got her from here, so I promised I would. So uh, she told me to talk to her mom about staying with them because my vehicle was broken down. Um, so, uh, while I was talking about that, it had been discussed the place that we lived at in Gatlinburg, the, uh, our roommate we had had to move out. So, uh, we didn't have a place to stay. So, um, I was talking to Miss McGinnis about living with them and uh, get back up on our feet and everything. Um, the uh, I think it was a week before this, it was the Monday before this, um, that was... Technically, the first day that I had moved in, whenever my ex-fiance had taken me there with all my stuff, um, uh, I went back and stayed the uh, the night with her and her fiance and my daughter, so I could be around my daughter. And went back the next day. Um, that weekend, at some point, uh, this was, I believe, Saturday before all of this. Um, I had gone to Mariah's grandmother's and uh, stayed the night there with. Uh, Miranda's brother and his pregnant fiance, um, and then I found out that uh, Miranda had been transported here, so I had them bring me back. When you say here, where are you talking about? Uh, she was transported from Knoxville to uh, Blount County here. Okay. Um, so I had them take me back. Uh, she uh, wanted me to be here whenever we got her out, so um, I found out that she got here around I think it was like ten that morning. So I showed up here around 11 or 12 or so, and uh, I waited for the bondsman. And he said, we we're waiting for the paperwork. So uh, around I think, 6 that night was when the paperwork went through. Um, the bondsman showed up, and we got her bonded. And uh, we got her out of here around, I believe it was 8, 8 p.m., 9 p.m., somewhere around there. <coughs> um, uh, Miranda's sister, I um, can't remember her name, uh, she's the one that picked us up. And uh, we went to where she works at some barbecue place. Um, she wanted to say, uh, say hi to some of her work friends. Uh, we were there for 30, 45 minutes or so. And then on the way back, Miranda wanted to get some alcohol. So um, we got a, a bottle of vodka at the uh, Smoky Mountain Wine and Spirits. Uh, when we got home, um, the, uh, the girls were up. Miranda's daughter and uh, her sister's daughter were still up waiting for Miranda. Uh, so, uh, Miranda was showing them. She was making jewelry out of plastic bags and stuff, and she made some for the girls. So we all stayed up and played with the girls. Um, the girls went to bed, and, uh, Miranda had been gone for nearly two weeks, so, uh, we had sex in the bedroom. Um, afterwards, we went out and smoked, and she started drinking. Uh, we took a shower, and we had sex again in the shower. Um... When we came out, Jimmy had told me that he hurt us, but he didn't seem weird about it. Um, uh, He had told me prior that, uh, since we were living there, that he didn't want any animosity between him and Miranda. um, Because Miranda had always wanted a uh, excuse, or not an excuse, a um, pretty much an apology about everything that had happened in the past. All the abuse. Okay. What happened next? Well, he told me that they needed to have a heart to
2: heart, and that they needed to go out. Let's move forward a little bit. Um, Let's talk about. um, Tell us what happened after that. Um, Where? Where? Like at the recording? No. Let's go. How did you get outside? Uh, When everything happened? Yeah. Let's talk about the first time you heard. What happened the first time you heard Miranda and Jimmy talking? Um, I
4: mean, I was uncomfortable. I mean, at first it was just about the abuse and
2: how she'd been abused and how... Where how was that had, conversation taking place? Uh, at this point it was on the back porch. And did you hear them talking anywhere other than the back porch? I did. Where
4: was that? Um, they were talking in the garage, the detached garage. They call it the man cave. Um, they were talking in there for a little bit. but. Uh, how did you hear them? Um... I walked around the back of the garage and I was listening because uh, there were motion lights and I didn't want to set them off. Okay. So uh, I was listening through the metal because it was it's a sensitive thing to talk about and I just wanted to make sure that everything was okay. Okay. Then what? Um, Miranda went to, uh, I guess, get a drink because she went out of the garage and um, I went to go find her. And uh, when I walked around the garage, there was a uh, gravel pile that's behind the garage and I tripped on it and I fell into the shed. The garage, I'm sorry. And, um, by the time I walked around the back corner of it, uh, Jimmy was standing there. And, um, what he said was, and it's cursing, but what he did is he looked at me and said, what the fuck are you doing? Okay. And, um, I told him that, uh, I came outside to smoke a cigarette, but I had to pee when I came out, so I walked behind the, the garage. And, um, he said everything was fine. And, uh, when Miranda came back outside, um, we smoked a cigarette. Uh... After that, um, they said that they were still talking and everything was going okay, and Miranda gave me a hug and said that everything was okay, that she was upset, but everything was fine. Uh, I went back inside, and, um, I was listening to the window at this point because at this point they were on the back porch. Uh, Miranda was smoking, and she was standing about three, four feet in front of Jimmy, and, uh, he was sitting down. Um while they were talking, they were, that was when they were talking about the abuse, and since I could clearly hear them, um, the window was already correct, so, uh, I set my phone next to it, so that way I could record it, um, while they were talking, it was just about everything that had happened in the past, and how, I think she said her aunt and uncle had raped her, and how they had known about it, um, and then she went into, uh, before he was even getting to that point with her when she was a kid um, and then he started talking about uh, the car and uh, she was asking what he was getting at and um, uh,
2: sorry um, they we're talking uh, Let me ask you this shot excuse me I'm sorry Mr. Foley you said you were re- you could hear it so you started recording it correct why. It was him admitting to
4: all the abuse and raping her, growing up, and uh, it's it was him talking. It was him acknowledging it. Him talking about it. It was him admitting that he had done it. Okay. Um, he was apologizing to her about why it happened, but okay. he was still admitting it. So.
2: Do Do you record lots of stuff?
4: Yes, sir, I do. Um, why do you do that? Um, various reasons it started whenever uh, I was a contractor for a pest control company we, uh, we were bed bug extermination and um, a lot of our phone calls our boss would just call us my brother and I he would just call us and tell us what to do um, like what rooms to treat so I started recording because there was some uh, I said this no I didn't kind of thing and so I started recording my phone calls because of that um, and then whenever we were around our boss I, would, I had a hand activated a recorder, it was just a recording app on my phone that I could turn on, mm-hmm. um, and it also just helped with work primarily. But uh, if there was ever anything that happened or anything bad, like there had been an argument with my father that I recorded, just I just do. Um, and then uh, me and my ex fiance when we split up, um, I was going to take her to a court for my daughter. Um, I was talking to an attorney for legal advice then, and he was telling me that. I, if I recorded mine and hers conversations, um, her word versus her word means everything, but my word versus her word is 50-50. Um, so he, he's the one that told me to record everything between me and her. Um, she was going through some emotional stuff, so But uh, so I, that's why I record everything. And um, I just thought it would be good to record that. I mean, Have you ever used any of those recordings? <sighs> The ones about my ex fiance I was going to use to get custody. Um, the other ones were just kind of, I guess, like contingencies. I guess is a way to put it. Um, saved my job once or twice with my boss because he thought he told us something different. Have you ever turned a recording over to the police? I I told them that I had a recording, but uh, they told me if they ever needed it, they would get it from me. Okay. Did they ever get it from you? They didn't know. They I don't know why. I
2: think I think it's still pending, but it was. Uh, That's okay. So you're at the window of recording, you heard the conversation, mm-hmm. then what happened? Um, he
4: had started talking about uh, he wanted to, I guess, turn favors in towards the car. Um, the agreement about the car was he was going to buy it for us since so mine was broken down and uh, he was going to help get me a job with him and we were going to just work off payments on the car with them. Um, but he started talking to her about all of this other stuff that had happened, and uh, um, he started talking about paying her to watch her, and then uh, he started talking about paying to watch her with other people. And um,
2: he was talking Excuse about me, Mr. Foley, we've we've heard the conversation, I'm sorry, we've heard the recording, it's okay. I want you to go forward, um, to if you would please, can you tell us what happened? After the conversation, let's say 30 seconds before you went outside,
4: um, she wasn't smoking at this point. Uh, he had pulled her down onto his lap, um, and they started talking really quiet, so I didn't know if my phone could hear them or not. So I started recording, I started uh, saying what was happening. It's a $50 One More phone, so I didn't know how good the audio recorder was. Um, but he pulled her down onto his lap and then uh, they were whispering and she tried to get back up and he yanked her back down and um, he just started I guess whispering uh, they were talking back and forth for a few minutes and I just wanted her to get up and just get away from him because I didn't feel right um, but uh, he um, reached down the pants and uh, up her shirt and I uh, wanted her to get away and she didn't she just looked off to the side and sat there have you seen her do that before? I have. When was that? It's, I've seen it twice. Um, one time was uh, we were play wrestling. Um, she had wrapped her legs around my my hips and uh, I grabbed her by her wrists and I put them above her head and I laid her back on the ground. And uh, she closed her eyes and just looked up and she turned her head and then just closed her eyes and she didn't move and she just stopped play fighting with me. Um, I didn't know what to do, so I just I sat back up, and after a few seconds or so, I don't know how long exactly, um, she sat up and uh, sat in my lap and just started crying. Um, she told me it was stuff from the past. Um, another time was when we were in the bedroom. Um, we were we were being kind of rough, and uh, I put her up against the wall and. Um, I grabbed her by her wrists again, and when I put them right above her head, she uh, she collapsed onto the bed.
2: We were against the wall on the bed. Um, okay. And um, so you saw that happen here, then what? What, what? what happened after you saw that on the morning of August 28th?
4: I knew that she wasn't going to be able to get away from
2: him. Which what? Led. What happened after that?
4: Um, I knew that I had to get her away from him. Uh, So um, I grabbed my phone, so it was on me, and uh, I went out the back door, and when I went out the door, um, he uh, pushed her off of him, and uh, she pulled her pants up and said, baby, he ran to me, and when she was running to me, um, he shifted his weight, Uh, he kicked his right leg out, and uh, he leaned back in the chair. And uh, he put his hand into his pocket,
2: and uh, I thought he was drawing a gun on me. And did you ever see a gun? Did you ever that, see him with a gun? With
4: a gun, yes. This this night specifically. Yes. Did you did he have a gun right then? He didn't get out before I drew mine. Okay. Um, and I what? was I was concealed, and when he did that, I just I just drew mine. Um, uh, I didn't know what to do. Um, what you, would what'd you say to him? Uh, I, I told him that I was still recording. I told him that I was recording and the whole thing was on recording and that I was still recording. And um, I thought I thought if he knew that I was still recording he wouldn't do anything because it's, it's on
2: recording. Um, Where was Miranda at that time?
4: At this point, she's behind me to my left. I was uh, holding her with my left hand.
2: Okay. You're pushing. You said you're holding her with your left hand. Yes. Pushing um, her behind you.
4: She was behind me to my left, and I was holding her by about her waist, and I was holding her back. Where was she trying to go? Uh, I She. I don't know. She was just freaking out. Okay. Um, but I was trying to push her back towards the door. And.
2: Uh, what do you mean pushing her back towards the door?
4: She was behind me, and I was walking backwards. I was trying to get back to the doorway. I was just trying to get away. Okay, and then what? Um, everybody was yelling. And, um... What'd you say? I, I told him that, uh, if he touched her again that I was gonna drop him. Okay. Um, and, um... Then what? He, uh, Take a deep breath. I was walking backwards, and Miranda was yelling. And then he laughed at me and uh, asked if I was mad enough and I just remember trying to get away um, I was pushing right towards the door and I looked back to the doorway to try to get away because we were in, we were in the corner of the, the house um, and when I looked back at the doorway I, I heard her scream stop. And I looked up, and he was in front of me, and he was running at me, and he had his hand up. and, uh, and then he grabbed the top of my weapon, and, um, I don't know how it got to me so fast, but, um, it went off, and, uh, I just remember... I just remember pushing around it backwards and trying to jump on top of her,
2: and I don't know. How many times did you pull the trigger, Sean, for Mr. Foley?
4: Eight times, I think is what they said.
2: Sir, so did you know how many times you pulled the trigger right now? I think
4: I, think I said eight or nine originally. I didn't know what to do, so the first thing I thought was call for help. And uh. Did you call? I called 911. Okay. Then what? Um, I tried to get Brandon to follow me just to get away. Because my head was just, in my head, it was just get away, get away, get away, get away. Um. Why'd you want her to follow you? To get away from him. Okay. I was afraid he'd still get up and come after us. Okay. Uh... You think he was gonna kill you? Yes. Why? I just saw him trying to rape her. And I told him I was recording. And then he ran at me. He charged at me. What were you recording? I was recording him saying that he had raped her when she was a kid.
2: You thought he was gonna kill you because of that?
4: He had pointed out me in the past. What was that? Um, the first night that I moved in, uh, when Lindsay dropped me off, I was supposed to be there at like ten PM. Um but uh I wanted to hang out with her and um her fiance. Uh, I was trying to be on better terms with, with them. We had a, we had a rough falling out. When was it that Uh, sorry. Uh, Liz and I were... We were all hanging out and talking. And, um... I was late, and I messaged Miss McGinnis saying I was going to be late. And she said that the door was going to be unlocked for me. Um, I think I showed up at, like, one that night, one in the morning. And, uh, the door was locked, and her car was gone, so I knocked on the door. And, um about 10, 15 seconds later, the uh, door opened up. Um, they have a, uh, it doesn't slide, it's like a swing latch for the door. Um, the door opened up, and uh, I saw the barrel of a handgun, and uh, I stepped over in front of Lindsay. that's my ex. Um, he told me uh, that I was lucky that what he said is I was lucky that he didn't blow my goddamn head off for showing up that late. Um, he shut the door and took the latch off and opened it. That's okay.
2: <laughs> After you called the police on, on August the 28th, you made your way out to the street and then what?
4: I just, I wanted, I wanted the police to get there. I just wanted, to, I wanted to get away from my house. I wanted to get Miranda away from my house. Um.
2: Where'd you put the gun? I told dispatch that I still had it, and, uh, they told me to put it in the mailbox. Okay. Police officers arrived. do what they told you to do? Yes, sir. Nothing. Bad. Process Cross examination. <coughs>
1: Take it. You were a little disturbed by Mr. Shelton's use of the F word when he confronted you outside the man cave.
4: I don't understand.
1: Well, you said earlier, when you're telling the jury what happened, that you didn't want to use that bad language or something to that effect. So, I'm just curious. You're you're pretty prolific with the use of the F word yourself, aren't you, Mr. Foley?
4: I was terrified.
1: I'm not sure that has anything to do with my question. Correct. In fact, we hear you quite often on the recording here using the F word over and over and over again, correct? Correct. So what's the problem with someone else using it? No. There's there's kind of a double standard, isn't it? I guess. Now, um, you claiming you had a pretty um, Mm -hmm. normal relationship with Jimmy Shelton before this night. Um, Do you have a job? Yes. Where were you working when you were living with Jimmy and Don?
4: Um, I was employed at the uh, pizzeria. How were you getting there? Uh, I wasn't on the um, the scheduling, but I was employed.
1: You weren't working at the time and getting a paycheck while you were staying with Don and Jimmy, were you, Mr. Shelton?
4: That's, that's correct.
1: And you didn't have a car?
4: I had one. It was broken down.
1: And you didn't have a car to get from place to place, did you? Correct. You were living on their good graces, weren't you, Mr. Shelton? I mean, Mr. Foley. Correct. Um, And in fact, you also testified that you were bothered by the fact that Jimmy Shelton asked Miranda about her performing a sex act with another girl. Is that right?
4: Um, Can you repeat that, please?
1: You said you were bothered by the fact that Jimmy Shelton asked Miranda about performing a sex act with another girl, right? Yes. And in fact, you have pictures of Miranda in a sex act with another girl on your phone, don't you? Correct. And you were bothered by the fact that Jimmy Shelton would be exploiting Miranda, right?
4: Correct.
1: For sex, right? Correct. And in fact, you were exploiting Miranda for sex. Didn't you record the two of you having sex together?
4: They were personal videos.
1: And she sold it, didn't she?
4: She sold them, and yes.
1: And you put on Facebook that you were okay with it, didn't you?
4: I made one post correct.
1: And Marissa actually confronted you about that, didn't she? I believe so. And she said, that's inappropriate, Sean. And you said, I'm not ashamed of it, right?
4: Um, I'd, I'd have to see them.
1: So You want to see the sex <coughs> videos?
4: No, no. I, uh, you said it was posted on Facebook.
1: You said you made a post. Just now, under oath, you said you made a post. I
4: made a Facebook post.
1: Yes, and then you had a conversation with Marissa about it, didn't you? I suppose. Now, you weren't surprised by the things that were going on out on the porch, were you?
4: I was uncomfortable, I guess is the way to put it.
1: You weren't surprised, were you?
4: He was supposed to be apologizing.
1: Had you not just been sneaking around outside listening in on their conversation in the man cave?
4: I was just listening.
1: I'm sorry, you're going to have to speak up. I have a hard time hearing you.
4: I'm sorry. Um, I was just listening.
1: You were listening to the conversation. Weren't you sneaking around listening to the conversation?
4: I wouldn't say sneaking, but I was listening. What would you say it was? I was guarded. You were what? I said I was guarded.
1: Guarded?
4: I guess it's the way to. I would. It's a sensitive subject to talk about.
1: So um, while you're listening in on this conversation, the first thing that Jimmy says at 29 seconds into the beginning of the recording is, and let me pay for an hour. Do you hear that? Yes, ma'am. And did you hear Miranda say, I can arrange it. Trust me, I'm about money.
4: I believe so. Yes, ma'am.
1: And then Jimmy says, it got bad enough in the last month, I would say for you and one of your friends, Miranda says, and friends, Jimmy says, I'd do 300 for two of you for an hour. And Miranda says, oh, I've got to check this out. Is that accurate?
4: That was on the recording.
1: Is that accurately what you heard?
4: Yes, it was on the recording.
1: What about that tells you there's something between the two of them that she's not consenting to?
4: She was she was really drunk, maybe.
1: What about their conversation indicates to you that this was not consensual?
4: Um further in on the conversation. I'm
1: asking you about this part of it, Mr. Foley.
4: They're just talking at this point. There's no rape or sexual assault going so on. So
1: you're you're saying that I do three hundred for two of you for an hour and her response, oh I gotta check this out, is not a consensual conversation.
4: Between a stepdad that raped a child.
1: Mr. Foley, I'm asking you, is it a consensual conversation?
4: I don't I don't know. You don't know? I don't think with her.
1: Then Jimmy says just the two of you, two of you, you know, you two on each other, and then you narrate just the two of you doing each other. Correct? Correct. And then Miranda says, and you've done nothing but try to do right by me, and I will not deny that and try to make up for what you've done. And then you narrate, you've done nothing but try to do right by me. And I will not deny that you've done nothing but try to help me and try to make up for what you've done. What about that sounds non consensual? You don't know?
4: I don't understand.
1: Does it sound like they're in an argument?
4: I don't believe so.
1: Does it sound like they're having a disagreement? No, no. Then Miranda at 11.57 says, all right, what are you fetching for? And you narrate, all right, well, what are you looking for? And then Jimmy Sheldon says, you want to play. Then you narrate, you want to play. Then Miranda says, what are you fetching for? And you narrate, what are you fetching for? What about that's not consensual? Isn't she asking him what he wants her to do or what she's going to do for him?
4: I believe so. Does
1: that sound like that conversation sound like a rape to you?
4: They're just talking about it. Does it sound
1: like a non-consensual sexual encounter, Mr. Foley?
4: At that point, no.
1: Then again, she says, what are you fetching for? You narrate, what are you fetching for? Miranda says, we can arrange something. You narrate, we can arrange something. Does that sound pretty consensual?
4: I suppose at that point, yes.
1: 12 minutes and 42 seconds in. So we're 12 minutes into this conversation. What exactly did you do to stop this at 1 minute and 54 seconds?
4: What what do you mean?
1: What did you do to stop this from happening at 1 minute and 54 seconds?
4: They were just talking at that point. Well,
1: you've indicated that you don't necessarily agree that it was consensual. So while it's non-consensual in your mind, what are you doing to stop it? Did you um, call for help? No. Was she... Did you call 911? Not yet. Did you go get Marissa? No. Did you go get Dawn? No. Did you yell out the window? No. Did you do anything to stop this thing that's unfolding that you believe is non-consensual?
4: I said I didn't know if it was.
1: Sorry? <clears throat> the question <throat> is, what did you do? Nothing. To stop it? Nothing. So then, you narrate, is a car. Then you narrate, I'm working on that. Then you narrate, I know you're working with and I can arrange, and then you narrate, I do not want to have to hide anything, anything. We can make it happen as long as it's open and honest, no sex. I can make it happen, but I don't want you to expect me to hide anything. I have to be honest, and I'm not going to hide from anyone, from him, and I need you to know that, and I need you to be okay with it. Doesn't that sound like a consensual encounter? She's just trying to make sure the parameters are set?
4: I suppose, yes.
1: Then you say, as long as there's no sex involved, I can make it happen. Then you say, I'm not being cocky, so don't be effing cocky about it. Then you narrate, I just, I don't want this to get by your mother. Then you narrate, I can make sure of that. Then you narrate, but I'm going to lie to him. I'm not going to lie to him, period. And then you narrate, I'm not asking you to lie to anyone. Is that accurate?
4: I believe so, yes. Isn't
1: there still an ongoing conversation here about a consensual sexual encounter? And you thought this was non-consensual?
4: I said I wasn't sure at that point.
1: So why didn't you yell out the window?
4: I was terrified. I don't know.
1: Did you not have a gun?
4: I was concealed. I, I'm um, sorry? I always carry.
1: You Did you not have a gun? Yes. Where was it right then?
4: I was concealed.
1: Where was it concealed?
4: I'm always bad now.
1: In that, in that holster? Yes, ma'am. Was that the holster that was on the porch? Yes, ma'am. And the gun that was introduced earlier into evidence in this case, that's your gun? Yes, ma'am. That's the one you had? Yes, ma'am. And you had it on your person? Yes, ma'am. And what, it's, what, six o'clock in the morning?
4: I believe so, yes, ma'am.
1: And you're terrified? Yes, ma'am. While you're standing inside the house hidden?
4: He told me to, to be awake.
1: You're terrified while you're standing inside the house hidden peeking out the window?
4: I'm still scared.
1: While you're hiding in the house. Yes, ma'am. He will be okay with it. He won't like it, but he'll be okay with it as long as there's no actual sex involved. You're narrating. Well, I mean, maybe other limitations involved with him being comfortable, just making sure I'm not being hurt or anything like that. Does that still sound consensual?
4: believe so yes
1: then you narrate no 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 I'm not that I'm not going to have stipulations when it comes to shit like that then you narrate there's not stipulations he needs to be you know if I'm fucking paying for it I'm going to do it then you narrate so he can as long he can as long as you're not penetrating me I'm not with your penis it'll be fine I can make sure he's willing to stay the fuck out of the picture Does that sound consensual?
4: It's questionable.
1: You're narrating this, and you think that sounds questionable, and yet you're not doing anything about it.
4: He's not doing anything. She's an adult.
1: She is, isn't she, Mr. Foley? She's an adult. She's 25 years old, right?
4: Yes, ma'am.
1: She's perfectly capable of making her own decisions about what she does with her body, isn't she? Sober. And she's here today and testified that she didn't need your help that night.
4: That's what she said.
1: And it, that's exactly what she said. And did you hear her on the recording? I um, mean, you were there, but you also heard the recording, right? Yes, sir. Why don't we listen to uh, what she said, and you tell me if this is accurate um, right as the shooting is about to happen uh, when she says no?
0: Sean,
1: stop! No, and that's too far. Too far! Stop! How many times
4: did she tell you to stop? She wasn't telling me to stop.
1: She was saying, "Sean, stop." Let's listen to it again. The last part. Let's listen to it again. Sean,
0: stop! No, and that's
1: too far. Too far! Stop! How many times did you hear there? Jimmy, help you at six. Don't Did you hear six times the first saying, Sean, stop, 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 stop?
4: I heard her say, Sean, stop, and then stop, stop.
1: Six times she says, stop, and yet you shoot Mr. Shelton multiple times, right? That's correct. And then after that, um, let's talk about how many times this person who told, said she didn't need help from you said no. If uh, General Desmond could play a section of this uh, recording where she says, "No," for the record, which exhibit number are you referring to? Uh, the recording, Your Honor, that was entered and the, the, the which number is that? I need to keep up with the record. the recording is exhibit number 74 yes 74 referring to exhibit 74 So, are you still there? Marie? What did you do? Does that sound like somebody who appreciated that you just shot some guy on, the, on his own porch?
4: He charged me after he tried to draw.
1: Mr. Foley, when you first come out onto the porch, you don't initially say to her or to anybody else that he charged you, do you? What you initially say is he was raping you, he was molesting you, right?
4: That's why I went outside. That's
1: not accurate at all, is it?
4: That's why I went outside. (coughs) She tried to get up and he pulled her back down.
1: How long were you in the military? Less than a year. In fact, it was October to May, correct? I believe so. Part of that, um, are you discharged?
4: Um, I had a uh, fractured in my right femur,
1: and that's not what your DD 14 says, though, is it?
4: That's what leads up to it, ma'am.
1: It says personality disorder, doesn't it?
4: I was depressed.
1: Your discharge reason is personality disorder, correct? Yes, ma'am. And did you, uh, did you have handgun training when you were in the military? No, ma'am. What about your handgun safety training, class?
4: For my... um, um, What do you mean?
1: Didn't you have handgun safety training for your handgun carry permit? Yes, ma'am. Isn't there some training that has to do with not pointing a gun at an unarmed person?
4: If you have reason to believe that person's armed.
1: Okay. So um, that's right. You said earlier he put his hand in his pocket. Did you see the picture what he was wearing? Yes. He's got on... Shorts and a white t-shirt.
4: It's what he was wearing the night that he drove me through the door.
1: Did you, uh, oh, by the way, on that note, did you say you brought an ex-girlfriend to Miranda's mother's house to spend the night? No, ma'am. What did you say? Who did you bring there?
4: Lindsay, my ex. She was bringing me there with my stuff. She had to use the bathroom. She was, I believe... So I'm sorry. You did bring
1: your ex-girlfriend to Miranda's mother's house, right?
4: She had been there before, ma'am.
1: Okay. You're bringing your ex-girlfriend to your new girlfriend's mother's house? Yes, ma'am. Where you're living on their good graces? Yes, ma'am. Now, on this knot, um you also had sex with Miranda with a house full of people where everybody could hear. Is that accurate? Yes. You really just didn't have any problem exploiting her, did you?
4: I don't know. I didn't exploit her.
1: Okay. Do you know, at that point in time, when was it that Miranda told you that Jimmy Shelton had abused her as a child?
4: Um, She's fairly open about it to the general public. Mm -hmm. Um,
1: So it had been some time, right?
4: I see. That you knew? Yes, ma'am.
1: And yet you're staying at this house, correct? Yes, ma'am. You're bringing your, how old's your daughter?
4: Uh, at the time, four.
1: Four-year-old daughter to this house? You're bringing your four-year-old daughter to this house, right?
4: Yes, ma'am.
1: You're letting her spend the night there?
4: Um, in my room.
1: Mm-hmm. You also thought it might be a good idea if she slept in there with them so you could have sex with Miranda, right?
4: Um, That night, uh, Jimmy wasn't there. Um, Marissa slept in the bed with... Uh, Miss McGinnis, and um, the two younger girls wanted Raven to sleep in there with them, and they had uh, kid beds.
1: And this, um, you you just carried on a uh, friendly relationship, working out on the uh, workbench, actually, with uh, Mr. Shelton, correct?
4: Um, We had never actually worked out. We just moved it.
1: Okay. You helped him move things? Yes, ma'am. Hung out in his man cave? Yes, ma'am. So, Nanjini's working at Costco, correct? Yes, ma'am. And Dawn's working at Cremation Solutions here in Maryville.
4: Yes, ma'am. yes.
1: And uh, Marissa's working. She's got a job, correct? She's having to drop the kids off before she goes to work.
4: Can you repeat that, please? Marissa's
1: got a job. She's having to drop the kids off before she goes to work. Yes, ma'am. Miranda's working.
4: At this point, no.
1: Okay, so that night she wasn't?
4: She had been arrested for two weeks. Mm-hmm.
1: So she, she's going to get a job when she gets out of jail.
4: Um, she had no transportation back to Pigeon Forge.
1: And so you all are hanging out. Had you seen Jimmy? You hadn't seen Jimmy with a weapon that night, had you?
4: Um, when he got off work, he brought it in from his truck.
1: And what does he always do with it?
4: Puts it in his pocket.
1: Does he put it in a safe?
4: I suppose.
1: Okay. Did you see him with it after he put it in the safe?
4: I didn't see him put it in the safe. Okay, I saw him get out of the truck and. Did he
1: change me. clothes when he came in? Um. He did, didn't he? He went from his work clothes to his lay around shorts, right?
4: I think so. Yes.
1: So you all are there. Everybody's drinking, and then uh, Marissa and Don McGinnis go to bed. That's correct. The girls go to bed. <coughs> what time is it um, when you send the text asking Miranda to bring you what was it you asked for cigarettes because you can't sleep? I believe so. Do you have any problem with her being alone with Jimmy at that point in time?
4: She wasn't alone.
1: Where were you? <coughs> the bedroom? Sorry?
4: I I think I think I was in the bedroom.
1: At 3.30 in the morning, she wasn't alone with him, but he was out there with him.
4: I'm trying to think. I don't know exactly at that point.
1: You said you record things for contingencies. What does that mean?
4: Um, well, at that point, I was talking about my boss and the uh, argument that I had been with my father. Um,
1: You had an argument with your boss, so you recorded it. You had an argument with your dad, so you recorded it for contingencies?
4: There was a miscommunication with my boss, and my brother and I almost lost our jobs, so we started recording.
1: So contingency implies in case you need it for something, right?
4: I suppose, yes.
1: So what was this recording you recorded that you turned over to the police or tried to turn over to the police?
4: The, The one prior to this?
1: Yes, you, you testified that you recorded something, that she wanted to turn out with the police. What was that?
4: There was a recording where uh, Miranda, when she was still with her ex-boyfriend back when we were just friends, um, he had uh, beat her, and the next day we actually had to put her in the hospital. But uh, she called me crying and told me to come there. And um, when I showed up, she told me what had happened. And uh, I turned on my recorder, and... Um, I went and started talking to her now ex before me about uh, what had happened and he was talking about um, how he got mad at her and they got in a fight and he, what he said is he beat the shit out of her and then uh, he broke her TV and- So uh, you
1: reported all of this? I did. And you I, turned it over to the police here?
4: I it was in uh, Knoxville, and they knew I had the recording. They said that uh, they would investigate it, and if they needed it, they would contact So
1: you had this person who literally beat her so bad she had to go to the hospital to shoot that guy? No, uh-huh. Um. But I'm, so I'm that wasn't consensual. He didn't try to kill me, ma'am. Well... Uh, Mr. Foley, we've seen the picture of you that night. Uh, Where are the injuries you sustained when he tried to kill you?
4: He was charging me to take my gun.
1: Well, I thought you said he had one.
4: He tried to draw one, so I drew, and then I was trying to leave, and he charged us.
1: He he tried to draw an imaginary gun?
4: He tried to draw a gun on me, ma'am.
1: Did he have a gun?
4: Everything happened so quick.
1: Aren't you standing there watching it? You're narrating it to the 911 operator. Did anybody ever pull a gun off of him?
4: We walked around the house.
1: Did the police ever pull a gun off of him to your knowledge?
4: As far as I know, no ma'am.